Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you are here with me this week. Can you believe it's already September? This is insane. Well, I want to say thank you for being here and listening to the podcast this week. So this week we have a solo episode and it's going to be a pretty quick episode. But today I wanted to talk about six reasons why like food freedom or healing your relationship with food has not worked in the past. And I wanted to address this because when we think of healing your relationship with food in their body, we may have had some experiences of trying to let go of dieting and it actually did not work well for us for different reasons. So I wanted to address that today to see that if you are in that state where you're like, well, I've tried, like I've tried to not diet, but like it just doesn't work for me, like I need diets. Well, let's just revise together maybe six reasons why it didn't actually work for you and how we can do this, how we can do this together. All right, so let's get started with this episode. All right, so the first reason why food freedom is not working for you is that you are still restricting. And this can be a physical restriction or a psychological restriction. So if you want to learn more about the difference between the restrictions, you can definitely go listen to the podcast on the different types of restrictions where we really dive deeper on the differences. But it basically means that we are still restricting at some levels. And oftentimes when people are trying to heal their relationship, they're like, all right, I'm going to give myself permission. Like we don't have the physical restriction because we allow ourselves to do it, but we may be holding on to a lot of psychological restriction, right? So how we feel about those foods that we're eating, what we're making it mean about ourselves, all the should and shouldn't that we have, like doing it, but like one foot in, one foot out that we're like, ugh. Like, ooh, okay, this is kind of hard, you know? Um, So, all right, that is the first reason. There's still some level of restrictions there that may be actually pushing you to overeat or, you know, like feel loss of control around food. The second part is that you're just not eating enough. And this part is really important too. And as a dietitian, it's probably one of the parts that I'll talk all the time about like making sure we have enough is always the first step because you may be you know trying to give yourself food freedom but we have this idea of like how little our body needs right we were convinced by diet culture that we're like toddlers that need very little calories but no our bodies are so expensive and we do need food we do need calories But if we constantly don't eat enough, even if it's not coming from a place of necessarily like intentional restriction, 
your body reacts the same way. Your body will still try to push you to eat in some capacity, right? Whether that is like increasing food thoughts and cravings, or maybe like getting into that primal hunger that you're like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to eat all the foods because your body just needs fuel. So making sure that you're eating enough is going to be huge and making sure you actually have this sense of freedom around food. Now, the third reason why food freedom may not have worked for you is that we have not addressed your internalized fat phobia. Boom! This one is a big one, but it is really important for us to, to talk about this. If you still believe that a larger body is not a good body, if you still have thoughts about fat bodies not being adequate and still striving for the thin ideal, it's going to make it extremely hard for you to have complete food freedom around food, right? Because it's going to be hard to let go of labels around food and how you feel in your body. It's going to be hard for you to be at peace with your body and believe that your body is good. When we still have internalized fat phobia, this works makes it a lot harder. And I mean, I don't want you to feel shame or guilt for having any type of internalized fat phobia. I think a lot of us do or did because of the society that we're in. It's just how we're raised. We're raised to think that thinner is better. So there's no shame if you are in that spot that you're like, ugh, there's still some fat phobia. And there is an immense power in acknowledging it. Being able to be aware of those thoughts that we have around different body types and then challenging it, then doing the work. Like we have to do this work. We have to get to a place where we believe that our, our body is a good body, right? Um, so this part is extremely important as well. All right. The next step, if you're finding that food freedom maybe is just not for you or it doesn't work for you, is that we are not listening to our bodies and we are still trying to listen to external sources to tell us what we need. So that could be like someone you're following on Instagram that you're like, she eats this in a day, I must eat that too. Like, no, that doesn't work. Or it might be still using tools like calorie counting or logging things into my fitness pal, trying to use external measures to tell you what you eat and not relying on your body and not connecting to your body in the process. That, again, is not ideal in terms of fighting food freedom because we're not able to connect and trust our body, right? And that piece is important. It's extremely important. And it's not to say that, you know, you're going to let go of all structure because I don't believe that to be true. I believe that some people who are intuitive eaters may still not be able to tune in completely into their senses. And I see that often working with people with eating disorders is that it takes time for your body and for you to be able to get in tuned. And sometimes it doesn't happen and that's okay. Like that does not need to be the goal. You can still have food freedom without this piece. But we need to let go of those external guidelines of like, she eats this, I need to eat that too, or trying to focus on what other people are doing instead of focusing on, hey, what do you like? What do you want? What feels good for you? 
Number five, why food freedom may not be working for you. And this one is we are just eating foods that one, we don't like and just trying to do the behavior to get over with it. And this is what I call like the mindless eating. And this is where food doesn't bring us satisfaction or we're eating foods that are not enjoyable for us and that may lead us to want to look for pleasure in other types of food. So this is basically like having a boring nutrition. Um, and this, for a lot of us, like we love variety and having pleasure in the foods that we eat is really important. So making sure that you're actually enjoying the foods that you're having, that you're enjoying the experience of eating, because this one I actually want to make a point around. Sometimes you won't always like the foods that you eat. And I'll give you a personal example. I meal prepped a few weeks ago and what I did turned out to be not good. <laughs> I tried something new and I did not fully enjoy it. It wasn't bad. It was edible, um, but it wasn't my preference. Now, I'm not going to waste that food. You know, that could have been an option to like give food away, um, but I decided I'm still going to eat it, um, which meant that my satisfaction at that meal was a little bit lower, right? Like I didn't like fully enjoy. I wasn't like looking forward to lunchtime. So what I did instead is I made the food experience a lot better. So I set myself up outside. I had a really nice drink that I like to have with it. I added one of my favorite playlists. In the evening, I would have a candle lit as well. So I made the experience of eating more pleasurable. So even if the food wasn't my favorite, the experience was great. Another thing that I do too is when I have those meals that I don't super love is that I add a fun food with it too. I add fun foods often. I add it intentionally to those meals. So when that happened a few weeks ago, I also decided to make Cinnabons because I love cinnamon rolls. So with those meals, I've added a Cinnabon so that way that would increase the satisfaction of the meal too. Right? And this is important because if you're finding your food boring and if you're not liking eating and you're finding it robotic and it's just like, meh, this is sucky, chances are that we may want to look for pleasure in other foods or we may want to eat more to try to get pleasure from it and we may not find that piece of food freedom. All right, and the last piece here that I want to talk about today is we try to add more control around food in order to have food freedom. And this, I think, has a big part to do with not trusting ourselves around food. Like, we don't trust that, oh, if I give myself full permission, I'm going to be okay and I'll be able to eat in a way that feels good for me. So we add more restrictions or we add more rules. And they may be very, like, subtle rules, right? It may not be like, no carbs at all, but it may be like, I need to portion and I need to make sure that I'm having this and this and this. And like more of this like subtle types of rules that we put into place to be able to have access. So basically we're adding conditions to the freedom that we have around food. And this is definitely something that keeps us stuck, right? Because the more that we have food rules, the more that we feel controlled by food. We really need to work on letting go of all food rules and then learning gentle nutrition. Like letting go of food rules does not mean that you're eating donuts and chips all day long for the rest of your life. 
That's not what it means. It means that you're giving yourself choice, you're giving yourself permissions, and you're taking away all condition, right? And when we do that and we mix that with gentle nutrition on how we can nourish our body without restrictions, we can find food freedom and still eat foods that make us feel great, right? So I hope these five different mistakes that we make when we're trying to find food freedom were helpful for you. And if you recognize yourself in a few of these mistakes, I would challenge you to challenge yourself. <laughs> and if you want to learn more about how to eat guilt-free and find food freedom without that fear of losing control, and if you want to know my step-by-step -step approach, so how I go from disordered eating or wherever we are where we're still dieting to complete food freedom and body confidence, I will invite you to join the free class. So you can go to www.thebalancepractice.com for slide sign up to join a free class about food guilt and reducing food guilt and increasing control and body confidence. If you enjoyed this episode, I think you're really going to enjoy this class. So go check it out. The link will also be in the show notes for you so you can have access to this free resource. On that note, my friend, happy September. I hope you're going to have a great day and thank you again for spending this time with me. I will catch you in the next episode.